This is a Heart and Hand production. Welcome back to another episode of the Crow Pod and uh, in holding with the First Minister's wishes. I am operating at only 4% capacity today. Thankfully, <laughs> David Edgar is here. Hi, David. I would I would prefer if you would address me as Shaft Bang from now on. <laughs> Shaft Bang Edgar. Shaft Bang Edgar. Mr. S.B. Edgar, yes. Um, which I, I, I'm still in awe of, quite frankly. And as, as soon as I find out how to, to legally change my name. And Brent, actually, it's easy to change your name. You don't need to do it. You just mm-hmm. um, apparently just write to people, that will write to your bank and stuff and say, from now on, you've got to refer to me as this. So, yeah. It shouldn't be too hard, then. Uh, of course, back from Canada, Mr. Todd Van Allen. Hello, Todd. Okay, that's uh, Todd Shaft Bang Allen to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I think you, I think you're just Van adding Shaft more Bang. names now. No, but that sounds awesome, doesn't it? Todd Van Shaft Bang Allen. Todd Van Shaft Bang Allen. Van Helsing, move aside. Um, hey, uh, speaking of changing names, I had a friend of mine who was a performance artist who uh, changed his name legally. Birth certificate, health card everything passport the whole bit changed it to first name mr last name anonymous <laughs> and i always just knew him as mr because that was his first name and so when you meet him for the first time and he he did stand up with us in in in, in our little cadre of comics and uh you know it it's weird the first kind of five times you have to say it or hear it but then after that it's like hey mister how are you <laughs> and uh all the while he always wondered why he constantly got stopped at the border um weird um but he <laughs> but he eventually um changed his name back and I'll level with you. I can never remember what his actual name is. Every That's time him. I see him, every time I see him is like, Hey, mister. He goes, it's Curtis. Oh, like I prefer mister. I... <laughs> I'd like to, th- I'd like to think that every time you see him, you bust into broken wings. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Anonymous. Mr. Mr. Yeah. Um, I, well, I mean, it must be the same thing for friends of, of Mr. T. Yes. And Mr. Ed. Mm-hmm. So anyone you know, who's got Mister, you know. anyone who's, who's got Mister in their name, they they must have that. Um, that I think I'm, that's also I'm the Italian Mr. word for glue. By now, I mean, yeah, that's that's <laughs> long in the past. Um, but I mean, I to, think to they, be fair, so is Mister Mister. Yeah, the Italian <laughs> word for for manager, they refer to managers and coaches as Mister. Uh, really? As, yes, that's. Uh, I did not the, know that. The, the Mister. Um, is what the the coach or trainer, um, uh, I think it's still called in in Italy, which was a segue, Todd, Mm -hmm. to you must have got so lucky Sunday night or maybe Sunday or Monday morning when she sobered up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It usually goes uh, the opposite way. So like if Italy is playing one of the teams that I support, um, like let's say Holland plays Italy and, and, and Holland actually wins, uh, after she's done, um, 
uh, feeling sad for a bit, I'll go, well, that's not the only Italians getting humped tonight. Am I right? (laughs) And she she leaves the room. Yes. It's amazing how those great lines in theory, like, you know, pulling down your pants, walking up to your wife, waving it about and going, there's your dinner, doesn't actually end up in sexual intercourse. Um, it very rarely has the desired effect. But, no, I, was very, I was very pleased. I'm not an anyone but England type, although it, it was difficult because of my somewhat natural snobbery, right? Mm. Um, watching scenes, can I just say to fat, bald men of Great Britain, nobody mm. wants to see you naked. Nobody. Yeah. Your doctor yeah. doesn't want to see you naked. Please mm-hmm. don't stand on top of a car naked. Um, nobody wants. Or, 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 or in the middle of the street with, with, a, the street. with, with a flare shoved right. up your ass. Right, to, to, to David's point, I picture every male's physical in England starts with a doctor muttering, "Oh, sweet Jesus!" Mm. Like every single one is. Oh, the yeah. pants too. Oh, here we go. Uh, no, oh, I, I, yeah. I think that's the case. You know, do I need to take my clothes off? No, of course not. We're British. Good God! <laughs> yeah. um, just, just pull just it. Sneak like, your hand up angle. under the boxers and yes. let me know. That's that's fine. No, we don't we don't get involved in that sort of unpleasantness. But um, no, it, it did kind of test your result. But it had been a great tournament. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was hoping for a good final, and and I was surprised people were saying, "Oh, it was it wasn't a good game in the final." I thought because it was so, or maybe it wasn't a classically good game, but it always mattered, and it was always, mm-hmm. you know, it kept you in it basically. And and at no point could you say for certain this side is going to run away with it. And so I thought it was it was wonderful. And then even the penalty shootout, you know, when Italy missed, I thought right. Then when England missed a couple, I thought right. And then when Jorginho of all people misses with one of the best penalty saves you'll ever see it wasn't a terrible mm. penalty it was a wonderful yeah. save you right. thought oh it's all changing and then collectively as a country we talked about this uh the three of us talked about it not in the show but when we were like when Marata went up and everybody went ah um it was, <laughs> it, it was the same when Sacco went up everybody went oh son because he'd had an absolute nightmare and yeah. he came on and he just he couldn't do anything right and I think you know, he was 19 and the, the, the occasion got to him, it happens, sure. but I, I I can't understand why they sent him up, I really can't, and the idea of, no. well he's good at them in training, he's 19 for Christ's sake, yeah. he was clearly Well, the, the, what, Sterling's not a natural penalty, to, who the fuck cares but like, mm-hmm. you put him put on the line, put right. what the fuck is this if you lo- if you watch that game first of all uh, every one of my friends I ran into is, why does it go to pens, and I go, I agree, but I've had this problem ever since the group of 16 and like, like when you start missing football that comes at you three matches a day and you start to to feel that itch, I get to points where I don't want the games to end. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm just like, Oh, it's going to go to pens, but you get more. Yay. If you, if you watch this game, it had the perfect Hollywood three act structure. <laughs> it was, it, if, if you watch it, it's, it's, it's parallel to jaws because <laughs> It starts with a crisis moment right off the top that sets yeah. the table. England Ooh. goes up one nothing. Then there's a lot of kind of gnashing about. We don't know what's going on. Suddenly, bam, we found a shark that kind of fits the description. Italy equalizes. <laughs> and then it becomes clear that this is not the solution. And near the end, it's trying everything you can until finally it's a one-on-one with the shark. And boom, fish guts. <laughs> That's the... That that's the thing about walking up to at your penalty and you see this thing 
stand. Mm. And I love that smaller goalkeepers, understandably, will jump around and try and cause a distraction. Whereas Donnarumma, six foot five, mm-hmm. this monster of a human being, all he just try, stands try there <laughs> with the arms outstretched, yeah. the, the enormous wingspan, and just looks at them. And as you say, Shane, just go on then. And the goal must look it must look like a lock um, at that point because yep. he just filled the goal and again you know just what is he I right. think he's only 19 isn't he and mm-hmm. you know just so, so cool but the wonderful final I think the best two teams were in it I think the slightly better team throughout the tournament won it so really what mm-hmm. more can anybody ask but I'm loving this I'm... thing in Scotland about ha 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 England you lost in a final <sighs> Guys, yeah. Let me sit oh, me trust me. I have I have the same thing over here. Being a Sens fan, watching the the Leafs lose, it's like, but you didn't do anything. Yeah, but you still suck. Um, <laughs> I uh, uh, it, it's funny you mentioned like you know the 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 walking up for that penalty. I wonder if it is the same thing as like Roy Scheider's character as Brody, you know, aiming uh, at the uh, oxygen tank in the shark's mouth, where he's just going, "Smile, you son of a yay!" <laughs> <laughs> he's just so big and good, and you know, and, and and you go up there and you're already nervous, you know, and it's that mm-hmm. long walk. And you get closer and closer and closer, and he's just filling the goal and filling mm-hmm. the goal. And I think that you've got to go the Harry Maguire route of I'm going to kick this as hard as I possibly can. Yes. Yeah. That what I mean. He went up, and let's face it, we all went for fuck's sake, Harry yeah. Maguire. Um, yeah. Interestingly, do you know who was next to hit a penalty for England? Mm-hmm. Jordan Pickford. Right. <laughs> Genuinely, yeah. he was. He was. By the way, for- if we're if we're comparing both uh, goalkeepers. In, in this, can I just say Pickford is the guy that you would hate to be on a long road trip going to the gig with because yeah. he would be complaining the entire time. Go, how, how come you went over time? Jesus Christ, I have to get on. It's like, eh, how come we're not splitting gas money? It's like it's just the whining coming out of it. He's the type who, when he tells you a story, has to act it out. So, for instance, if he's telling you about <laughs> if he's telling you about a fight, he like punches you on the arm and stuff, and mm-hmm. you're like, I, mm-hmm. "I'm here, and I can hear you, and I don't need the visual demonstration." Yeah, right. as an Everton fan um, of sorts, you know, it doesn't doesn't define my life, but um, sure. as an Everton fan, I've watched him fuck up so regularly for the last three years, and then he goes and turns it on for England. So that just made me the made me dislike him even more. Um, I, I, I just I've never like, picked I, him. The, the, the bowl cut, though. Like, <laughs> I, I had that haircut when I was like 10. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that a thing again? Hey, no, or, or, or is it just it him? I don't yeah, get it. Please, let's not make it a thing. I think that I, I too, had the unfortunate uh, curtains haircut in the 90s. Um, we all did, I mean, in the words of Grandpa Simpson, it was the style at the time. Style at the time. It's not the style at the time now. You would be better off wearing an onion on your belt. <laughs> I, I just, I don't see what England, you know, all right, so, I mean, you, you lose Croatia in the World Cup semifinals, you lose this final, but I don't see pro- a progression for them because their whole style of play is just making you not play your style. Yes, and when Harry, but, yeah, but they won't have Harry Kane for that much longer. And, yeah, yeah, but his body's fucking That's ravaged. Good... His <laughs> his body looks. It, it was probably feels like his face looks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good point. I just think that they're young. They've got a lot of good attacking players. I think they'll be okay. Uh, and look, people that were kind of you know, getting onto them. 
Southgate's record, so remember where they were in 2016, Iceland and all that, right? They were a fucking yeah. joke. He's come in since then, semi-final at the World Cups, final at the European Champion. He's doing quite well. And the yeah. other thing about it is, is that in terms of international squads, the only one that I see, Holland have got a good young team. They they might be up there if they get a decent manager. Um, but the only other one I really look at is France. And of course, they're all too busy falling out with each other because you know, their squad is just stupid. But they don't well, I, 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 each other. I, I, I... I would assume if Spain can sort out a goal. Spain's a great they, shout. They'd be, yeah. If they got a goal, you know, Spain <laughs> yeah. is a, Spain's a really good shout. If they yeah, that midfield's right horrifying. It's back to 10 years ago where you're, just, you're not going to get the ball You're not going to get the ball. But right. they're more dynamic now. They make yeah. more chances. They don't score them, yeah. but they make them. But they, they you know. Their, their style of not letting you play is different than England's. Like England's, there's no finesse. There's nothing there. So it's 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 a bag of hammers just hitting the field. Whereas, um, if if you let Spain have the ball, oh god, <laughs> this like you just you just like it's like it's like when the dog gets a toy it doesn't want to get rid of it won't let go of it's like come on come back here no okay nope. let's try swapping with a treat nope that's not working either okay All right. that Italy midfield is stupidly good right and it couldn't yeah. get it couldn't get the ball against Spain so you're absolutely right if they add someone who can actually finish the chances that they they put then they'll be down it I just don't think Britain we produce a player like that who holds on to the ball and just keeps things going and I think it's why Davis for us is so important because there aren't a lot of guys like that in the British I mean they had Rice and Phillips who did well but they are Mm -hmm. destroyers to to Todd's point their job is just we will go in and stop you playing but we're not going to do anything with it when we get it Mm-hmm. Um, and England are relying on basically the the three up front and the two fullbacks, and uh, they got close. They did, I, I think they did quite well. But again, the tournament was pretty well set up for them. Not their fault. I'm not having a go, yeah. but you know, yeah. all the matches at home and and whatnot won't happen again. So it'll be interesting to see where we go. But just if the, if we've taken one thing out of this, folks, it's firstly, can I just say, everybody's taking cocaine in Britain, apparently, at the moment. Can, <laughs> can, can, can we go back to good old-fashioned amphetamines, right? Cocaine's a, cocaine's a horrible drug. Amphetamines are cheaper. They last longer. You don't want to die after taking it. And mm-hmm. you never, at any point, feel like getting your knob out. All of these, I think, uh, you know, and you can make it in a bathtub, right? Yeah. So, they can, right? I mean, I, I grew up taking good old-fashioned Greenock bathtub speed, right? Yeah. And it was fucking great. I didn't sleep during the 1990s, right? Yeah. And never once, though, did I feel like taking out a little and going, hey, everyone, yeah. I'm on top of a car. I, and also this this thing for shooting things out of your arse. Yeah. yeah. Where did that come uh-huh. from? And how can we stop it? No one in the 80s ever used uh, amphetamine and then made shitty music and shitty movies. That never happened. So, <laughs> like, like Baltimore and Emotion, they don't happen if you have amphetamine. They don't happen. And the world's the better for it. So. No, I, th- I think that. I, I think that cocaine's the worst drug for music. If you look at every band we love, their shittest period is their cocaine period. No, that's what I mean. That's, oh, I that's guess. exactly what I mean. Whereas, yeah. whereas amphetamines, acid, you get good music, you get good art. Cocaine's just, they should make it illegal, I think. Yeah. Right? Like, if it was you up- listen to amphetamine music, it's like, okay, this is kind of all over the place, but I like the 5 8 structure yeah. of the drum beat. And cocaine <laughs> is just like, where did the bass go? Like, yeah. what happened? Have- haven't they been playing this song for eight hours? Um, <laughs> I'm cocaine. your obsession. I'm your obsession. 
cocaine is is be here now by Oasis. Yeah. You know, twenty five minutes of good music in an album that lasts for seventy five. It's mm-hmm. it, it's on. It's just like I say, bring bring it all back, jumping up and down, and and that's what we need. But no, it, it was quite interesting. But I, one of the things I did like about it was after the game, people were predicting it was you know they were going to go and smash up the the. No, they all went home quietly. You know why? Because they were fucking tired. They'd been mm-hmm. at it all day. Who decided eight o'clock on a Sunday night was the. <laughs> <laughs> was the best the optimum kickoff time. It's just yeah. bloody stupid. Well, but... I mean, what what the fuck happened around? I mean, that that was getting dangerously close to a crush at a couple points. Yeah, I mean, the absolute lack of control out there. Yeah. I mean, man, I think that we're going to have to accept that you know as lockdown slowly moves, although in England a lot quicker than it is up here. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think that you might see this as people kind of re-engage. Look, I, I was out on Saturday like a real boy. Um, what? Uh, yeah, I, I went out to watch uh, Rangers uh, match with Tranmere. That was that was good. Um, and I went to the Loudon and I met up with the, the other podders and we were in the Loudon and we had a lovely day. The weather was decent. Um, it was a nice day, although literally now I'm at the stage where it did two days and I don't you know, I don't do anything. It was just two days. I was so fucking sore. Um, but it wasn't packed. Yeah. It was a lovely day. Angels were playing. It was a Saturday. They were doing walk-ins. You didn't have to book. And it kind of struck me for the first time, really, of maybe it's going to take a wee while for people to get back into the habit of automatically doing things that they might have done in the past. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe people have, have kind of lost the... I, I, I don't know, but it just struck me as a wee bit odd that that pub normally would have been packed out, even just for the game, you know, just for the two hours. Uh, and, and I think it's the same at other pubs that, that are a little bit surprised that they haven't been quite as busy yet. And I think it's just people have fallen out of the habit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's... I mean, some of the bars here... Well, because they never really close, so it's more like the hillbilly contingent, the uh, the, the, <laughs> people, the, the people that were going to get a shot anyway. Um, th- those bars are kind of maintained, but yeah, I mean, like the ones downtown, the the ones I frequent more, yeah, I mean, they're still uh, they're still hurting, you know, mm-hmm. You're just trying to stay afloat. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. But then you know, uh, you know, go to the cheap trick concert and. Thousands of people standing shoulder to shoulder. I'm again yeah. assuming most of them had not been vaccinated, right. just judging by their appearance. You know, we're wasn't Yeah, the I just like to share something with the listeners as we do, and that's a very shady show, I think, on here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think people appreciate that you get the unvarnished truth. Um, this is this is who the three of us are. You're not meeting a representative that we've come up with. We would all be cooler if that was the case. (laughs) And I would just like to share something that that is unique to my friend Shane, and I think Todd will back me up on this, Mm -hmm. that today um, Shane, through no fault of his own, we later learned, was 10 minutes late to recording. And Shane is the only person of all my friends that when that happens, we genuinely worry that he's died. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 10 minutes late. Not, Not three hours. Yeah. As as we all stand over Shane's coffin as as it's being lowered to the <laughs> ground, there will be a muttering amongst them going, never saw that one. <laughs> never thought it would be that. 
<laughs> it really exactly. will be like that. You know, who who knew you even got bears there? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it'll be, it'll be something along those lines. When yeah. you just anyone else, you think, oh, he's been held up, or, or there's right. an internet problem. No, Shane, you're like, he's up a tree somewhere, has been attacked by a rogue herring, yeah. and uh, herring gull, and is now fallen to his doom, or is trapped in a well somewhere. Apparently, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, for help. So we were delighted, <laughs> delighted when he popped up. But he's the only one that I think that that happens with. Well, mm-hmm. well, speaking of tragic consequences here, Florida man, ah. nice. Uh, I, I I brought feel good Florida man this week. I'm sorry. Excellent. But we can still make fun of this guy. Florida man finds one million dollar winning lottery ticket while cleaning house. Nice. This son of a bitch. Oh. <laughs> uh, Florida man found a one million dollar winning lottery ticket in his drawer while cleaning his house earlier this month after buying the lucky ticket in a liquor store three months beforehand. Uh, I I I can think of a certain Celtic blogger. Mm-hmm. Who's still, still regretting that twelve pack of Stella? <laughs> was it even me? It was even worse. It was seven. Oh, Scott. It was. It was seven. Seven Lucy's, which isn't isn't that right? I I think that only a Celtic supporter would have bought that because you don't buy uneven amounts of no, beer, you do buy you? Packs of beer, right? You buy six. You buy four. You buy six. You buy eight. Absolutely, twelve, yeah. twenty-four. But mm-hmm. you do not, under any circumstances, go. I fancy nine beers. <laughs> you know, you might you might end up having nine, right? Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But then you should have at least one left. Yes. Um. Anyway, sorry. Back to Florida, man. Yeah. Anyway, so we won a million bucks. There you go. Okay. <laughs> That's... Which will, which as we all know, will be put to good use. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, he bought he bought it at a liquor store in the first place, so I I can yeah. only assume. He'll buy. Um, he'll actually buy the liquor store. Hopefully. The next headline will be Florida man dead two weeks after finding winning yeah. lottery ticket. Keep your eyes peeled for that shit. Well, I bring in the story I as they're lowering his coffin into the ground. They go, "Yep, totally saw that. Yeah, that, saw that was happen. that was avoidable." Can't can't believe he did that to Shane though before he went. Uh, <laughs> Standing over Shane's often, coffin, didn't see it coming. Didn't yeah, see, didn't it. see well. it coming. That Florida man guy. But I don't often bring a story to the to the show, so but I'm gonna hear because it's a UK one. But I want to share it with both you guys. Um, the headline is Willie Bad, actor oh, in bare bottom. Yep, actor in bare bottomed monkey costume with fake penis appears at event to encourage children to read. Now, when I began. <laughs> When I got halfway through that sentence, tell the truth, you didn't anticipate that that's where it was going. I, I I will level with you. As the story was being lowered into the ground, did not see it coming. <laughs> an actor in a bare-bottomed monkey costume with fake penis appeared at an event to encourage children to read. Worried mums and dads complained after snaps appeared online of a rainbow-coloured character at the event. Um, the rainbow-coloured costume has got which is indeed a rainbow colored costume has no net has um cut out nipple areas so his nipples oh are out and mm-hmm. no bottom and what can only be described as a pink dildo hanging from his nether regions it was i can't believe this it was part of the Redbridge library summer reading challenge <laughs> run by Redbridge council in east london um, uh, I'm, 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 I'm just thinking this guy has some other hobbies, maybe that the suit could come in handy for. Oof. Well, that Oof. was going to be my question, right? Now, that's <laughs> right, and and my 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 more is, but Shane, you're from a more kind of go ahead, freer society, right? Um, 
is there any occasion that you can think of? Because I've been trying and I so far cannot come up with one. Is there any occasion that you've ever found yourself in where you've went, oh man, I should have brought a plastic penis. It just well, doesn't happen. Sadly, it's usually on transfer window day when I'm standing in front of a stadium <laughs> and a guy is talking to Sky Sports or someone about something that might happen and i often i'm usually patting my pockets and my chest coat going where did i leave where's my oh, giant where's the, where's oh, no. <laughs> but this is the, this is the thing we'll put it in the we'll use it as the show's picture today um <laughs> why anyone would feel the need to do it but also i love how british must have happened because this guy is turned up right and he's clearly a loony in fact there might be a more sinister element to it because anyone who knows he's got a booking with children and decides to wear that, I think needs it's, he needs yeah. to fall. Yeah, he needs to fall down well, some stairs. Also, in a, in I mean, the, the, so who in the planning contingent saw him getting like they had to have seen him before he went out to speak oh, to the children? Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is what I mean. This is the very British part of it, right? So he's turned up there, and and as we say, there's you know he's clearly not normal, and. Right. He has you know turned up, and none of them have stopped him because we're yeah. British. So of course, <laughs> rather than rather than have the absolute horror of having to have the conversation with him to say you're not going out with your plastic penis, they've just risked their jobs. You know, it's better still <laughs> to allow the scandal to happen than to actually just take him aside and say you're not going out there. It's mm-hmm. so British. Yeah. <laughs> I, to be fair. I have shown up at gigs, not armed with a penis, but with jokes that are definitely not appropriate for the, the crowd that is in front of me. It's like, this I could have been told in advance. This, <laughs> this would have been fine. It's nice to know now that they're blind, but, you know. <laughs> As you're standing there with a flip chart. Exactly. Like, <laughs> why did I bring the PowerPoint joke today? Help me I out here. Feel so insensitive. You could have said something to me, but uh, yeah, I just I can't think of an occasion where the event has been ruined or I felt silly for not turning up with a plastic penis. Well, and I just think as a good guide is just you know if you're considering bringing a plastic penis somewhere, don't. I'm I'm still just trying to figure out where the hell this like what's the appropriate setting for this costume? Mm. <laughs> I mean, like one, where the hell do you get this thing? It had a feeling it was DIY. Like, I, yeah, I, I, think the, I think the guy was looking, going, it's not correct yet. Not, <laughs> a ton, not a ton anatomically, anyway. <laughs> I mean, I've already cut the ass out, but I should take my right. nipples out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, I do go back to, look, anyone who listens to this show will know that we're not judgmental. No. Leave silence. They'll no. just... And, and the people who, who do think we're judgmental, holy fuck, what is wrong with you? Yeah, fucking communists. Uh, Jesus. But, right, it's okay we are judgmental on this show, right? And yes, we are judging this guy hugely. I think that anyone who, and I agree with Todd, has clearly made this costume themselves, who wants to be near children, should not, by definition, be allowed to be near children. I don't think he should be allowed to be near adults. But he certainly shouldn't be allowed to be their children. And it's, yeah, it's a a sad indictment of a once proud society. (laughs) (laughs) But your honor, the children were horny. Children 
loved it. They wouldn't stop touching it, and you know, no. And, the, and at that point, the defense fell down a little. And, and then he has cut the Todd standing over my grave, just going, man. Never saw it. Never coming. saw that. Never saw it coming. <laughs> By the way, did anyone get dibs on the costume? <laughs> uh, my follow-up question is, who books that? Yeah, that's the yeah. that's the thing. They're claiming, and you you'll be shocked to hear this. The council are claiming that they didn't know. The uh, when they booked it, which is great because it means they'll book any old shite. So right. I'll, I'll, see if I, oh. I'll see if I can get us a gig, lads. <laughs> right. a live show. Um, did I did I ever tell you the Larry Miller High School story? No. Did I not tell you this one? Speaking of showing up to an event grossly unarmed, um, mm-hmm. Larry Miller, great, great, great comic, um, has been in so many movies. He was the uh, store, um, I think, the jewelry store guy in uh, Pretty Woman. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well. And he sh- he shows up in a lot of like uh, Christopher Guest movies. He was in Best in Show. He's um, the dad. Ten things I hate about you. Yep. That. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> right. Great so, uh, in, in early in his uh, standup career, there was a uh, the school wanted to do a comedy show after the prom, which is as you know fucking weird. <laughs> so, uh, and I believe if I also have the story correctly, Todd Glass arranged the whole thing. Another another great comic. So uh, he has this joke. He was like, oh, I'm doing high school. I have this great joke about um, uh, going back to your high school reunion because these kids will be doing it soon. And uh, and he goes into the joke is like, hey, Mr. Smith, how are you? Hey, remember when we set your house on fire? Remember that? Oh, that was hilarious. And the crowd is silent. Just not a word. And he goes, okay, that's weird. And he tells some more jokes and they are not liking him at all. They're just numb with silence and he starts to get some titters and teehees kind of near the end. He goes, okay, thank you. Good night. And he goes off stage and the next comics on and Todd glass is peeing himself laughing because, um, unbeknownst to Larry Miller, they had a moment of silence for their teacher, (laughs) Mr. Smith, whose house was engulfed in flames. (laughs) <laughs> so Larry starts laughing because it's ludicrous that yeah. the crowd would think that he showed up knowing this and would God. do the joke. It was just so weird. And it was literally one of those grab the check and have the car running moments. Yeah. Like they finished the show and ran from the school. Was... Right, keep, keep talking. That... I just spilled coffee all over myself. You guys <laughs> keep talking. <laughs> I what we were saying earlier, listeners, that. Um, but see, the only thing that would have made that story better, Todd, was if he did know that and he still went out and told the joke. Well, that would be that, Anthony Jessamick. That, yeah, that, yeah, that is true. Um, I've got a friend who's trying to get me to watch him, but it, it, look, I'm just going gonna, gonna to level with you, right? I don't want to listen to any comic who's younger or handsome than me mm-hmm. anymore. Correct. Sally, my wife, um, she keeps an eye on modern new comedy. And I noticed about five years ago, I'd started because I was a huge, huge stand-up fan. Mm-hmm. New stuff all the time, right? right? And I noticed I was sort of drifting away from it, and I wondered if it was just me. I naturally tend to do this. I'm happy I me. burned that out of you. Yeah, well, that's the <laughs> thing, right? And I began to realise what it is, is they're all younger and better looking than me. And it oh, was okay yeah. in the old days when mm-hmm. they were either older than me, then the same age as me. But now they're all on talking about, you know, their internets and their, uh-huh. you know, their 
their, their, their shoes with no socks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they make me realise I'm going to die soon. Right. So I think that, you know, and then, you know, my friend Duncan says to me, watch this Anthony Jessler, and he sends me, you know, and, and immediately up comes the, the little preview, and it's a really handsome guy in a leather jacket. I'm mm-hmm. watching him. And it's just, it's a form of bigotry. It's an anti-young, handsome person bigotry. I'll have to accept that. Mm-hmm. The so it is true, like you know the 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 comic idols that you have, you know, you sit there and go, hey, you know, all, all the young kids they're talking about their TikToks and their. This is one of the things that I um that I will always tell like young comics. If and, and, and this is definitely true in the Toronto scene. I'm and kind of true in most of North America. I'm I'm gonna hazard. Um, not sure about the UK, but you, you know, we'll, we'll test it out. Um, if you want to stand out and really have people pay attention to your show, um, stay away from the topics of porn, Tinder, and weed, because that's all everyone's talking about. So, like, <laughs> and so it's like, as soon as I like, go, oh, yeah, my dog wore a hat the other day. Holy shit. This guy's awesome. And... <laughs> that is happening over here. Yes. And, and sometimes yeah. I'll sit and watching it and, and it, you know, in the in the words of the song, it says nothing to me about my life. Whereas right. I like I like comedians and musicians actually who write for where they are in life, mm-hmm. and th- therefore it speaks to you. As I said, because how much how could how could you do you know a tweet? You're going to look like that Steve Buscemi meme. Yeah. If you yeah, yeah, same yeah, with yeah. if I if I try and go out and be you know on one of the shows and be hey youngsters let's talk about sending a photograph of your penis to a woman without her asking then it's going <laughs> to sound inauthentic uh, hopefully and I, I, yeah, I, I think you just you, you've got to kind of go with the type but then again you know it, but- it's easy to say. The the problem is though is that you you kind of need people you need to listen to people who are of the time au courant because that's the time you have to live in because I do kind of fall into that trap of like hey you know what you know it'd be nice to hear you know from people of 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 kind of my age again you know, like you see sort of like the idols that you watched before and they hit the stage and they do jokes about hey when I woke up I felt a little pain in my back it's like okay yeah I kind of relate to that that's cool it's like yeah I've been married for a while it's like okay yep I get that and why can't I say the n-word anymore okay we're done <laughs> I'm out I'm out well I don't know I'm sure Toddle have been following this uh, professional comic, but uh, I'm not not sure if it made it over there yet, Shane. But um, there's a, a British comedian and in inverted commas a guy called Andrew Lawrence, and I'm sure some listeners might have seen oh, him. Oh, I thought, yeah. Think, think he's funny, and uh, you know, I, I've never I never thought he was funny before he started doing this right wing comedian shtick, and a few of them are doing this. Uh, Lee Hurst is doing it now, and basically their act entirely appears to be. Oh, because I have right-wing views, I've been cancelled. And I think, if you've been cancelled, why the fuck are you on my television then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. but my, that seems to be the gist of it. My, fav- well, my the- favorite my favorite, post about that was, I can't believe I'm being censored for my conservative views. Really? People don't want you to talk about lowering taxes? No, not no. that. Yeah. Oh, so they want to talk, they won't <laughs> let you talk about smaller government? I think you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah, did, well. Did, that, he, not, has, he, he had his whole tour canceled, didn't he? He did um, because awesome. he 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 made the joke. He, well, again, joke. That's the other no. thing. I, I like controversial humor. I always have, but generally, it's got to be funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And he tweeted out uh, on Monday morning. So he had time to think about this. You know, it wasn't drunk or in the heat of the moment. Uh, the white guy scored. That's all I'm saying. Right. Now, yeah. now, 
it's not really funny, is it? You know, no. it's you know. Um, and then when he got the the inevitable criticism, he doubled down on it. Um, <laughs> Don't uh, back to double. Uh, he said, I'm just saying black, black guys aren't good at hitting penalties. Mm-hmm. And, right, a couple of things here. One, I didn't think it was very funny, okay? If you're going to be... And there are some great, you know, comedians on, you know, of all religions uh, and, and colours and creeds who will talk about that and are very, very funny. So I'm not being a hypocrite here. I just didn't think it was funny. But secondly, if you are so fucking stupid that mm-hmm. you thought that that one would fly, and again, it goes back to, well, I think that it should. It doesn't matter what you think should be. Why don't you try living in the world that exists? Yeah. And whether or not you think that's right, then tweeting it was not going to be a good idea. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a reason that the onion had to apologize for calling a ten year old girl a cunt. Yes, you know? right. there's a reason there are, for that. There are there are things where sometimes that it's just it's not it, it's not going to work. And yeah, it was a, it was a bit daft. But, uh, there, there, there's actually the, there's a Night Court episode that this is the whole premise, and, and I'm only reminded of this now because Charlie Robinson, the guy who played uh, yeah, Mac, I just saw away. that. Yeah. So yeah, Mac the uh, well, I, I don't know what his he was, position. He is. was the not the bailiff, uh, no, but he was the the, the, the guy, guy who ca- calls the cases. And yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's not, uh, I'm sorry, but it's not the saddest celebrity death this week. Mister Wonderful Paul Ondorf died. Yeah. So I think we, we can all agree that that you know he who once got a whole crowd in Madison Square Garden to swoon. When he said to Robbie uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, I think you've mm-hmm. been drinking your own bathwater. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea what that means. Uh, right? just, for the, just for the sake of closure, uh, court clerk. Court clerk, that yes. Was, that was the role. Yes, there we go. I love that you had to go and look that up. Otherwise, you would have sat for the rest oh, of the Oh, I know. I would, going, yeah. <laughs> Four hours after the pod, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and the whole thing. My favorite things about Night Court is when there were, like, for me, it was the it was the dumbest thing. And you just watched, like, you just waited for stupid, like, lines or moments and, and stuff to kind of fly out of that. But they were at their funniest when they were toe cringingly trying to be earnest. Yeah. And it was the bet when they when they had the episode where they were trying to take down Andrew Dice Clay. It is the worst piece of television you'll ever see in your life. And it's the one episode I can't not watch. It is just <laughs> staggeringly good where they have this Andrew Dice Clay type character. Yeah, that, and they're just yeah, so the one I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's just so like, earnestly hey, hey, going. Harry makes him turn the lights on. And yes! now he's got he's got. He's got to do his racist humor, but he can actually mm-hmm. see that there's black people. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good bits. Uh, I love it. So great. Well, that that was my one thing that I was going to bring to the table. The other one I was reminded today on my Facebook memories of, of a dream I once had where <laughs> I was working for the soup marketing. Right, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Take one more second. Just make sure this is appropriate. No, right. no, no. Yeah. This is, this is. <laughs> so I, I got I my this... knob out. Hang on. I... Stay with me. No, I had this entire dream where I was working for the soup marketing board. Sure. And I wanted to launch a campaign which was based on the tagline, let's take a moment to talk about soup. <laughs> and I still think that this would work. So I just wanted to say to any on looking, on listening, whatever the term is, soup executives out there, that, that I am available for Never. this campaign. 
Oh, never has a Pete Campbell thought he was more Don Draper than this moment. <laughs> this, 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 yeah. I am a little worried that people might think I'm in the pockets of Big Soup. <laughs> I am not. Those are wet pockets, by the way. That's right. I, I, I just want to say that I'm entering into this because we all know that the soup market is for motherfuckers, right? The soup mm-hmm. market's for sharks, right? You, you, don't, you got you Campbell's, know. Lipton, and that's fucking it. Listen, I... I don't want to say any publicly, right? But it's well known that it's not the CIA that's the biggest killer in America, right? Okay. <laughs> Big no, soup. no, not in America. Not in America. Yeah, well, we, we the, export that shit. The soup war, well, the, the, the soup wars that, of course, began in South America back in you know back in the eighties. I think Ronald Reagan got got into trouble for diverting some money. He managed to get you to think it was for something else, but it was soup. And I, I <laughs> see that Andy Warhol painting. Aye. Code. 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 Right? Think about it. Think about it. It was at the height of the Cold War, right? And I can't believe no one has figured this out yet. It was Why the fuck would Andy Warhol draw a painting of a tin of soup for no fucking reason? Right? He, <laughs> He wouldn't have. That would have been crazy. He did. Andy Warhol strike you as crazy? No. Um, so <laughs> what we have here is maybe I'm I'm going too far. If I'm not here next week, folks, then there is a chance that, that they've got to me. Right. But I don't think <laughs> yes, as David's coffin is being lowered into the ground, we just look at each other going, soup. The same thing that took down Shane. Weird. <laughs> in a different way though. Right. In Shane's case he choked on it or he cut his Shane accidentally brutally cut his head off while opening a tin of soup, right? It's it's more likely to happen. But yes, I still think let's take a moment. And 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 you can get like think about it, right? You've got a guy in a suit, right? A nice conservative business suit, right? And he, he comes on a handsome guy, you know, John Hamm would be good at it. And he comes on stage and he says, Hey, puts his foot up on a stool and says Let's take a moment to talk about soup. And straight away, I bet you that people would, would put down whatever they were, even if it was soup that they were eating, and go, go on, John Ham, talk to me about soup. <laughs> so he does a series of skip the dishes ads in Canada. And uh, what is skip the dishes? Okay, so skip the dishes. If you saw the hoarding, uh, the advertising hoarding on um, uh, during the the Euros, um, it would show up as skip the dishes in a lot of places, or um, uh, it's like one of those food delivery services, and it oh, had it's, it's oh, like yeah, the right. the orange and orange and white uh, font, um, or just eat. It might be called over there or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, that okay. makes sense. Uh, or whatever the fuck that was in DE, whatever the Dutch one is, is just a collection of consonants I will never ever be able to pronounce. Jurgy <laughs> burgy. Yeah, um, yeah that, well, that's Sweden. Uh, so the uh, the the commercials that he does, which is kind of like very tongue in cheek, uh, planted at, at at Canada and his ignorance of Canada, um, is wonderful. Like he's just. Uh, just such a he does such a great job like these are actually decent commercials um all of this to say i think john ham possibly can act that's all i'm saying really he's he might well be okay. but are you saying that he's too closely identified with that to be any use for the soup campaign because mm. I, I need to know this now before i, I charge head yeah there has been there has been some fun that has been ordered so uh take yeah. them off your list take them off uh, your list right, okay but well, we'll need to get we'll need to get someone else but i still i i i still think the concept is good right. and i still maybe think look that, at a rich summer maybe well, you know get him 
Well, you, when you think about it, right, Paul McCartney, yesterday the song came to him in his sleep. Let's talk about soup came to me in mine. And I can see a, a real synchronicity um, there. Can I throw this out? Go I on. think I think I think you need a little salt and pepper uh Whoa, song parody. It. Let's talk about soup baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about like all the great soup tastes baby. that we can have. You know, soup yeah, I, 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 I genuinely think that this has got I I I feel you're mocking me. And I don't know why. Because... This, is, this is pitch room, baby. We're throwing <laughs> ideas. Is, this is this is good stuff. This is good. This is this could revolutionise the whole soup industry. And as we know, then you know, I could go. I could be president. You'll change the rules to allow a foreigner mm-hmm. to to take over because you'll see what I've done. I'll bring right. jobs back. Right? There'll be you'll be manufacturing tomato soup in in Rockford, right. and you know people will be. <laughs> Um, I did. I did once see, and uh, funnily enough, I was at a music festival in Inverary, and uh, we, were, we were, you know, it's quite a, Inverary's wee. T- it's got like an old jail you can visit and stuff, and it's yeah, it's quite Ooh. a kind of Scottish town. Yeah, I don't need I, help visiting a jail. That's true. Well, that's what you, you get back out of the same day. It's like in Monopoly when you just visiting, right? But um, <laughs> so we um, we were there, and we went into. We found this little sort of cafe place, and I had a thing up on the wall that said, "Have you considered soup as a meal?" <laughs> and I remember thinking, "No, I've never considered soup as a meal before. Up until no. this point, I've been washing my paintbrushes with it." <laughs> what else have you considered soup as? You fucking any. <laughs> Absolutely wild, mm. man. Something like, uh, like, uh, got paid so- for that. So, so I, I love picturing Vietnamese tourists walking in, pointing at the sign, going, fuck are these people? <laughs> what? Uh, this is so Have you bizarre. considered? This is our export. Are you kidding me? Yes, for I am a visitor from the planet Mars, and I have <laughs> never come across the soup you speak of. Can you direct me to water? Fuck's sake. Somebody got paid for that. Somebody actually got paid for soup as a meal, um, which is just yeah, absolutely wild. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but but yeah, that and that's basically my two, my two. But apart from that, I've got an article from Vanity Fair this week about the Proud Boys, which in no way seems uber gay, by the way. No, no. <laughs> yeah, just oh. if you're a proud boy. I, 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 I love how they just appropriate, you know, it's like the, the fucking tea baggers like they just mm-hmm. appropriate the most gay shit that they possibly can yes. for so... all their groups right and then when they find out they're like oh, just, ah we're just gonna keep going with it anyway doesn't but matter. E- even before that they all just seem it there involves a lot a lot of males getting together in rooms and touching each other which yeah, yeah hey listen i'm not judging but boys are we proud hey! are, we ag- are, are we against the libtards are we against the homosexuals? You betcha. Now let's unveil our new mascot, this guy in an ape costume with a big dildo. <laughs> we got him on discount from a kids' fair. Yeehaw! It's exactly that. It's the onion headline, why do all these homosexuals keep sucking my cock? <laughs> all these guys in you know, beards and stuff go, yeah, I'm a man's man. And uh, where did you get those great shoes? Um, it's... <laughs> It's so fucking obvious, man. Oh, it's every one of them is the ginger bearded guy from Ozark. 
every single one (laughs) it's just so so bizarre but um the great thing about it is it's in vanity fair and one of the things i love about vanity fair right is that there's this the the history of the proud boys this really scary article right about the growth Mm -hmm. of the thing and what it says about america next page jua lipa tells you about her favorite underwear fucking great that's what i want my culture to be (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what i'm after Mm-hmm. It's like magazine shows, you know. Over here, we've got the one show. I know you've got like entertainment tonight, where they'll the one minute you're getting a, a a little segment about kids with cancer, the next thing you're getting a thing about a new ride at a fun fair, the thing yeah. after that is about a TV show. Just utter mm-hmm. bollocks, all compressed into the one thing. Right. The, the, my favorite thing, and we have lost this with the 24-hour news cycle. Like, this is completely gone. We're never going to see it again. But, like, at least with local news, like, you would get the, this is a problem that we have. A school exploded. It was like, okay, that's bad news. And like, let's go to international. The planet's on fire. There would always be, at, like, right at the end, and go, and in lighter news, here yes. is a squirrel that looks like uh, Colonel Sanders. Yeah. And, and that's all it would be. And just like, oh, finally, something we can hold our hats to. You know, just... I, so I was to leave you in a good mood. Over here, it was the and finally. but And then it meant, yeah. you know, you could have, as you say, it, it could have been, you know, World War Three has started. Your kids are going to be, you know, smoked into into like little burning patties on the ground in a nuclear mm. explosion. And finally, a cat was rescued from a tree today in Dorset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure as fate, there's a cat on, you know, in Dorset. And, and it, there was something kind of quietly reassuring about it but you're right it's gone now in the 24 hour news cycle another mm-hmm. thing we've lost to the fat cats yep bastards, mm. bastards. Um. <laughs> i am i'm very happy actually that we have lost that just so fox news doesn't pick it up you know <laughs> and yeah. in lighter news here's yeah. an oppressed black person no that's not the best either that's not their and lighter news would be american history x wouldn't it yes. it would be the, the, the it would be the curb stomp scene mm-hmm. for it like, oh god yeah. amusing it, all you yeah. gotta do is mention that and you can hear it yeah oh, and you're, right and you're, you're, if anybody mentions that you can you mm-hmm. can hear the scraping in your head yeah yeah, yeah. Are, well <laughs> Uh, it's funny you're saying that because I follow uh, Futurama quotes on Twitter, right? Sure because I'm a fan of Futurama, right? So mm-hmm. it makes sense. And <laughs> usually and they turn they... anti-Semitic now. What? <laughs> no, no, no. They're, they're still... <laughs> but the other day, just in terms of things you just do not want to hear about, right? Because it stops you in your tracks. Usually mm-hmm. it's your funny quote, Bender, Fry, Leela, mm-hmm. whatever, right? But the other day, it's the bit where Fry says to his dog, uh, just no. wait here. See? Um, no, I had to go through this. You're going through it. Just wait here. And for those of you who don't know, Fry, the whole premise of the show is Fry then goes off and gets frozen for a thousand years, and his dog waits there until he dies, waiting for him to come back. Right? That's how the episode ends. And immediately, usually the guy will get a few responses, but there were hundreds going, why did you do this? What? what? <laughs> Why why pick this moment out? And there are just, mm-hmm. you know, scenes, Shane's right, American History X, you hear that moment and immediately your teeth hurt. Just yeah. just automatically. They just, I, just, I just, I don't want to go there. And it's the same with that. Although I did, I discovered the other night and I told you to, I was really excited and you didn't get back to me, you pair of bastards. <laughs> that there's a series 10 of Futurama, mm-hmm. which I've never seen. I uh, So here's the thing. I never, like, I every episode of Futurama I have loved. I've never had the time to sit down and watch it. And I think I want that needs to be the next thing that I stream. I do feel sorry for uh, um, John DiMaggio 
uh, if he ever does like comic cons in the UK. Because he's like, okay, okay, we're going around the table. You just uh, heard from uh, Fry over there, and mm-hmm. uh, the you know the the woman with the one eye whose name I'm blanking on, and uh, yeah, that's a go. And uh, you all know uh, John DiMaggio plays Bender. Why do they always laugh when I say that over here? Why? Yeah, is that. that was- that was always the thing that, that it's the only occasion where I can say that on the network when we're discussing <laughs> yeah. it's Without, it's like it's like the the clothing brand in Canada Roots that always did really well at the Sydney Olympics because they <laughs> sponsored the team and no one yeah. did any math on that. No, I I remember uh, going to Canada for the first time and seeing Roots and Hollister. Um, and thinking, wow, you know, the amazing, cool places. And then I, I came back and had loads of, of Roots and Hollister gear, and I looked really cool for about two years, and then they fucking opened up here, and then it became like Gap. But there right. was one on every single corner. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and you lost that. There was something magical, especially going to the States. See, if you went to the States, or even had a family member who went to the States, they would come back like with all this magical stuff that you couldn't get over here. Mm-hmm. And now it just doesn't work. Now, now yeah. we get all this shit. Although I did try to buy a can of slurm the other day. There is a nice. slurm future my <laughs> energy drink in America, mm-hmm. but it's like about forty-five bucks to get it mm-hmm. sent over here, which is a lot for a can of drink that you're not even going to drink. Yeah, we we hit in uh, in Italy uh, a uh, a cold patch, and when I say cold patch, it was like nineteen degrees. Because we did, we did not bring clothes for that. Because we're like, fuck, it's it's Italy in June, July. Like we're not going to need anything. And then you know we get hit with this kind of weather by the coast. Like holy shit! So we went mm. and I, I bought like a a Pyrex brand hoodie, uh, which Pyrex I, I, Pyrex uh, uh, is it like a glass hoodie. How yeah, the fuck everyone <laughs> says that. Everyone says, but it's a, it's a clothing line. I can't remember who did it, but they just basically just said, eh, I like the name Pyrex. So they just did Pyrex. So it's just a hoodie with a th- name Pyrex on it that costs 60 euros. And uh, I have to answer that question every time I wear it on stage. Every <laughs> single time. It's one. Of, it's my favorite hoodie. It's black. It's slimming. It. No one else has one. It's, it's so great. Glass. It's made of glass. It's perfect. You know, <laughs> I can, I can, I can, uh, I, you know what I used to, uh, I, I heat up my soup in it is what I love yeah, about exactly. it. It's so great. Shush, shush. They'll be on to you. <laughs> um, but hey, my, we went to Italy, yeah, uh, me and a couple of friends, my friend Robbie and my friend Alex, the shit millionaire, right? Mm-hmm. And Alex is a shit millionaire. He's really bad at being a millionaire. Oh, did he uh, win a lottery ticket in Florida? Did he? Almost. <laughs> he, he, his dad, his dad sold his business um, mm. and then, you know, they'd all worked really hard and hadn't taken much money out of the business for like their whole lives. And then his dad sold it and basically gave, you know, the, him and his brothers like two million quid each. Mm-hmm. And Alex immediately, right, OK, I'll retire. And then went, well, what the fuck do I do? And what what he does mainly is he drinks cans of tenants lager in his house. Um, <laughs> and, that, that, you know, that's, that's sort of. That's, OK, so what did he do during the pandemic? He sat in his house drinking cans of tennis. Okay. But we went, <laughs> we went to, to, to tell you how shitty he is at being rich, right? We're, we're going to Rome. We're excited. I've never been to Rome at this point. Sure, Robbie has. But, uh, we're going to Rome. We're going to see the, we're going to see the, uh, the, the Milan. We're going to see the Rome Derby. All good. Mm-hmm. Get to Rome. Uh, it's December. The first day, the weather's really nice. Um, you know, sunny. We bit, we bit chilly, but not Scottish chilly. Like we, we could go about in, you know, short sleeves uh, and not feel it. Second day, freezing pissing with rain absolutely pissing i said to alex um you'll need a jacket he's like i've not brought a jacket and i'm like well 
what are you going to do then? And he said, oh, I'll go and buy one. He found one at a market stall that cost three euros. Okay. Not 30. <laughs> not 30 euros. Sure. Three That's euros. That's good. So he bought it, how he bought, the fuck he bought it, do you he, produce that? It's just a bin bag. It's yeah, how, how, how did you profitably produce a jacket that cost three euros? Um, he turned up for another holiday we were going to. It was only two days. It was only a weekend that we were going, right, again, another football trip. Mm-hmm. And he turned up and he had a plastic bag. And in it was his toothbrush, a T-shirt and a pair of pants. Yep. And he said, that will do for <laughs> and i'm like you're a fucking million if it was me i'd have the fucking personalized luggage i'd have the, you know eight, i'd have somebody carrying it you're shit yeah. at being a millionaire i should be a millionaire mm-hmm. i'd be better at it than you would although i would just sit <laughs> i would just sit in the house drinking cans of pepsi max but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> it would at least be brand pepsi. you know i wouldn't get the lo- the, the the aldi stuff no, no, no. You get, you know what? Hats off to him for keeping it real. Just, you know, there's no pretension. There's no ostentatiousness. It's just bag, toothbrush, wallet. That's all you need. That's That's a, all you need. Two, two million quid ten years ago, and I think he still got one point nine five million. Bet he does. Yeah. Yes. He bought he bought a flat, and that's pretty much the only thing I can remember him ever buying. Um, mm-hmm. And oh my god! And he only bought it outright because it it meant he didn't have to remember to to set up to do rent. rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, That's it. The only thing. But it's so unfair. I said to him, "Could you?" And I think it's a good idea because you get loads of interest on money that just sits there. I was like, "Could you Um, just put it in my account for like three weeks? I'll give you it back." That reminds me, as you as you were talking about how he how he packed. I remember flying home from a vacation one point and waiting for my luggage in Toronto. And our flight arrived at the same time. It's late at night, but our flight arrived at the same time that a flight from Vancouver landed at the exact same time as a flight from Newfoundland, St. John's Newfoundland came in. And watching the difference in the luggage styles that were on that carousel was amazing because Toronto had very cosmopolitan, very nice, shiny, lots of black cases with wheelies. Wheelies were the new thing back then. Very cool. Uh, the Vancouver bags were all mountain equipment co-op. There were duffel bags, a lot of knapsacks <laughs> with thermoses strapped inside and that sort of thing. And then the Newfoundland ones uh, were just a lot of grocery bags knotted three times. Like just <laughs> brought my own lobster. Fuck. Okay. All right. Good. I've got one. I've got one um, that's just came in. A hundred thousand people have signed a petition to replay the Euro final because oh, Kennedy yes. wasn't showing a red card. Yes, for 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 the for offense what? that wasn't a red card offense. For yeah. the thing, for the foul on the halfway line, which uh, and we were doing a hot mic, so anyone who was who was watching will know this. All five podders when he did that burst out laughing. Yeah. At uh, the wonderful, oh, was, yeah. brutal cynicism yeah. of it, and it was a yeah. yellow card, and he yeah. took his yellow yeah. card and he got on with the game. What it was not was a red card. Exactly. Yeah, I hate it because I, I I I said something on Twitter at the time that you know, like in in American football, you'd be ejected, and I was just saying that to say it. I didn't realize people like Paul Doyle from mm-hmm. the Guardian were were going to go on about this being like a real like. The referee could have just sent him off. No, he couldn't. You can't just no. make up rules. Yes, you can't just be like, I, I, I don't, I don't like the cut of his jib. 
off with you, sir. Off yeah. with you. Like, oh. <laughs> it's, right, what it is, and I think that Paul Doyle fits into this category anytime I've heard him speak. You know, nice, nice huh? Irish poke, but uh, oh, okay. yeah. well, that's a different <laughs> way to put it. But doesn't appear. We we've been hit over the last month with people who don't know anything about football giving us opinions yes. about yes. football, and it's a wee bit like christmas drinkers isn't it it's like just fuck off back and leave it to those of us who are here doing this normally and I, this is where we are today we're at the fuck off away back go tennis was on go back to that go back to whatever yeah. comes on in a week or so but, it, it, but that yeah, was, the, the, the golf starts next week yeah, so, yeah a hundred thousand people signing a pit we pulled them down yes and you got a yellow card for it that's yeah, the rules. Huh? Well, yeah. well it shouldn't be the rules well i'm sorry you don't like the rules in our sport why don't you fuck off to one with rules you do like yeah <laughs> i i My, uh, that, that's i think that that's a top five foul of all time oh I'm sure it's great it's just, just the um, absolute because at that point the italians really hadn't settled into any kind of shithousery and then he did that and everybody else was like oh yeah yeah, that's how we play. Okay. Yeah. The 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 best meme on that that I saw was just like, you know, it, it was the poll and you can see like Sokka just going, hey, and over Sokka, they've written um, English team that supports Black Lives Matter and diversity. And then over Kalini, it just says England fans. <laughs> no, I, I just absolutely, I just absolutely adore it. Yeah. Um, uh, it more just, of that. I absolutely adore yes. it. Yeah, because the, my favorite, right, see it's the Rangers and all of us, isn't it? It's the Rangers fans and all of us. It's like win, you yeah. know. Just, just yeah, we'll talk I about everything care. else afterwards, but but yeah. win. And my favourite bit of football shit, and of course we hate it when it happens against our team, but we accept that you know it's life shit happens. Uh, and again, it's a wee bit like a criminal thing, right? He did it. He took mm-hmm. the punishment. Yes, right. That's it's all well and good. But my um, my favourite one remains World Cup uh, twenty ten. Uruguay mm-hmm. Ghana quarterfinals. Oh, the yeah. yeah. In the last minute, Ghana yep. uh, have a header. Guy heads it towards. It's going to be a goal. There are seconds left. It will be the winning goal. Luis Suarez sticks his hands up and punches the ball away. Right. Yep. Gambling that well, perhaps my goalkeeper might save this. Um, but if I let if I let it go past me, it's a goal. The goalkeeper does in fact save it yep. and Uruguay go on and win yep. and the English media were all over him they were like oh this is terrible he was cheating no, they, like, should, they should have allowed the goal no it didn't cross the line, didn't yeah. cross the line. they had <laughs> a penalty did. kick and, yep. and look at the end of the day that's and then they had half an hour with you know 10 men to to, to no right he did the right thing yeah. and Uruguay that team anyway. <laughs> if you could find <laughs> if you could find a single Uruguayan who went that was that was a Uruguayan football fan who went no that was terrible then mm-hmm. I would be amazed it's, it's, yeah. it's part of the game that there are rules and there are ways to circumvent them and you take your punishment for doing mm-hmm. it and you get on with it but I loved that from Keelan it was just yeah you're not going right nah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah 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 no uh, <laughs> Speaking of jerking back success or some other analogy that I can't make right now, uh, Stu wants to know: Has anyone actively went out of their way to fuck up an opportunity more than Jordan Jones? Stay home, son. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is the time that um, that that Renton and Train Spotting. 
uh, goes in and then he's worried that he's actually going to get the job. So right. he tells him yes. he's had a yeah. long-standing heroin mm-hmm. problem mm-hmm. Uh, and just watches the colour drain from their face and knows he's yeah. not going to get it. That's the, the only thing I can think of. Uh, the Barry, uh, when, I, when I first saw this one, I went, uh, the Barry Ferguson V sign, I thought was pretty appropriate. Yeah, yeah. he didn't really care, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, like, you know, oh, I don't get to play. Oopsie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, say, it, I, I don't know. If you want to go back and play it, you know, like the level of playing at Kilmarnock or something like that again for the rest of your career, then mm-hmm. I guess you're okay. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think that that much thought goes into it, really. I think yeah, some mm-hmm. people are just like that, that it's all yeah. about... You know, you well. That's tomorrow morning's Jordan's problem. I'm, yeah, you know, right. I'm a different person. Can, can I just say, just scanning through this week's questions, they are belters. This yeah, I know <laughs> they are so good. We'll run that time. Uh, Ian Henry wants to know. Yeah, is Neil Lennon's tale preventing him from getting a new job with the respect he deserves? <laughs> okay, I'm doing air quotes here. Tail. Tail. <laughs> uh, I, I think Neil Lennon's footballing ability is uh, stopping him getting the jobs. Yeah. He, when, he, <laughs> when he's when he can only do sports sound, that's a tell. That that's, is a that's tell. Pretty bad. Um, I'm sure. Look, look, the way things are going at Celtic, they'll probably rehire him. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. A decent chance. Well, they I mean, been, what, uh, come on, they, they, they've, they've already kept this whole backroom staff, so yeah, you know. that's true. Superb, <laughs> according to according to Big Flange. Um, yeah. <laughs> very, very happy, quotes. very happy to work with them. Couldn't, uh, couldn't yeah. think of a better, couldn't think of a better assistant coach. And, In and no everything. way was this forced upon him because no. often you turn up from you know a completely different continent with nobody to to managers do that all the time. Yeah, no, that, you don't bring you don't bring anybody with you. No, never. No, you never see that. No. Never see that. No. Good God. Which billionaire space flight, asked Neil Buchanan, is best suited for Lee Griffiths to leave the planet Earth? And why? Oh, I think part, uh, I think part of Lee's problem is that he spends a lot of time off planet Earth as it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I like would... how they're, they're acting like. Oh, he was looking at the wife. No, he got yeah, caught huh. looking at the wife by the daughter right. that I'm sure uh, he was trying That to. is the I read it for the articles excuse. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's obviously Zuckerberg when he gets his act together and flies up there because at its core, um, Facebook was just rating how attractive women were. Yeah. <laughs> and that, the younger, right. the better. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna swear. That cunt Branson, right? <laughs> He has been fucking at this for decades. My whole life, it seems, every single day I've heard a story about how Richard Branson is going into space. Right? Every fucking day. And I wish he would, right? And I, I don't yeah. think I'm alone in that. Mm-hmm. But then he said, right, I'm finally doing it. And you go, I've heard this before. And he goes, no, no, I'm, I'm going into space. And you, you look at the detail and it's like 55 miles. That's not space. Yuri uh, Gagarin. Yuri Gagarin, the first guy in space, went 66 miles 60 odd years ago. Yeah. You're I, just going for a fucking flight. Yeah. I. So here's the thing. I applaud any billionaire that wants to fly into space. So long as when the story is told about them doing it has somewhere in the sentence, uh, in, in, the, in the storytelling, uh, complications upon reentry. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Yeah, I, I I would be in favor of a very hefty re-entry fee. 
Yes. Right? <laughs> I, I, I think I think that's what you know, if it's not if it's not a flight for scientific purposes put on by like a government organization, there should be a very heavy re-entry fee to be able to come back. Yep. It's like you fucking say, left it. Half yep. a billion Space dollars, tax. something uh-huh. like that. Space yeah. tax. No, <laughs> you have, have to pay it. to leave Dominican Republic. Yeah. You have, you have so, to pay to leave Russia. Yeah. So no, I I totally agree with Shane on this one. I think it's a, a great idea. But also, here's the other thing, right? If you're Elon Musk, why are you spending all that money trying to get you know into space? Be Batman. Mm-hmm. Because you could, you know, you can't be Superman, okay? You, you can't, right? But you could, conv- you could surely conceivably be Batman or be Robot, a uh, Iron Man. Yeah, Robocop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the or ones Robo with Cop. money. You know. Yeah, if if you have that much money, then why wouldn't you have a Batcave and a, right. a, a you know and a, and a Batcar and, and various mm-hmm. other a Batmobile? Well, he's kind of yeah. got the whole thing because you know it's not his money; it's his dad's. He really is at his core kind of a whiny mm-hmm. little bitch. I mean, I, the, the, he's he's perfect for Batman. I would I would adore the thing to meet Batman. You know, it's like Batman just turns to the thing, goes, hey, so what's your superpower? Well, I can bash things. Well, how'd you get that? Well, uh, I went to space and I worked really hard to become an astronaut. And then I got infected with gamma rays and it changed my DNA. And uh, that's where I am right now. I can't land a woman anymore. But you know what? I'm doing things for the popular good. How'd you get your things? Oh, my white privileged background gave me money. Fuck you. Uh, I'm so rich. I am just stupidly rich. Um (laughs) Uh, you know, I, 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 it's, but, but why wouldn't you be? I, really, we, I think we have to quite, uh, to question their masculinity. And I know yeah. that, you know, let's face it, we are not, you know, we are not infected over here by toxic masculinity. You, you know, <laughs> I, I personally am camper than a really like a, a row of pink tents yeah. with, with men in them having mm-hmm. sex with each other. That's sure. how camp I am, right? So, I, I, you know, I, but I, even I question masculinity. If I had that much money, I'd be Batman. Once, once I paid someone to fix to, to fix my back, obviously. Right. <laughs> See, I would spend uh, that money on getting the thing, you know, onto a dating site. You know, get them better clothes. You know, something. You clearly <laughs> haven't seen very many Scottish profiles, or you would be aware that that may well have already taken okay, place. Okay, I see. <laughs> There's never been a good Fantastic Four movie, though. It's it's weird. No. Sadly, you're right. Um, there's a great twice. story about an abandoned one um, from the late 80s where they had to make it to keep a hold of the rights and they spent like about seven quid on it. It's on DVD. Oh, I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I urge you to go check it out. It's a really, really bizarre story. But uh, no, they, 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 there are certain ones that don't. Hulk hasn't really ever tried to. It's okay in the Avengers, but the Hulk movies aren't no. a lot to write home about. Yeah, Norton one's all right. But yeah. then. You know, he, he then he didn't come back to actually play him. See, yeah. that's the thing too. People forget that's actually the first MCU film. No mm-hmm. one wants to watch it or remember yeah. it though. No, <laughs> um, basically, yeah, Iron Man, and then we'll, we'll take it from there. Yeah, but no, there, yeah. there are just certain superheroes that don't don't seem to transfer yeah, that, on the screen as well. They were going to see Black Widow on uh, mm-hmm. what was a Friday. Right. Like, you, you want to get? No, I don't want to go. Why don't you want to go? It was like they ended when Tony died. The movies were over. I, I don't give a fuck what they make now. Mm-hmm. You, you made you made me almost cry at a superhero movie. She's dead. Tony's dead. It's mm-hmm. it's over. Like just let it let it fucking die. Let it die. I don't yeah. need well, more of these goddamn movies. <laughs> no, that that 
that's the thing. It's it's you know the, the, there comes a point where it, and they did nail an ending, and it's hard yeah. to nail an ending. So, but it's stupid money in it. I mean, it's like yeah. ridiculous. I mean, a friend went to see it, our friend Gail. She went to see it, and yeah. she said it's good, but it is literally. It, I mean, she said it's you know six out of ten, but right. you have seen all of it before. Yeah, they've yeah. now hit, they've now hit that stage of. You know, recognize it's Bond basically now. Where right. It's, oh, all right, we're out of ideas. Yeah. Right. Uh, Doug wants to know what the scenes at Wembley, fans storming the gates. What's the weirdest place you've ever gate crashed? Oh, um, I, I had to think about this one for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, uh, I gate crashed backstage at. Uh, but it's weird for me because it's a, it's not my local, but I I gates I gate crashed along with my ex-wife and my current wife don't ask mm-hmm. um uh, we get crashed a backstage party in boulder colorado mm-hmm. for a gig we'd gone out to we'd gone to see the hold steady art brute and the blood arm playing the fox theater in colorado oh, yeah okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. and we, we went backstage and we were staying in because we're wankers we were staying in this like spa hotel in a suite so we got talking to to the bands, and the singer from the Blood Arm said to us, "So you know, are you guys staying local?" And we said, "Yeah, we're staying at this hotel, you know, just down the road." And he went, "That spa hotel, it's five star hotel." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, we're staying there. We've got a suite." And there he went, "We're sleeping in our van." And yeah. I thought, how, how weird is this? You know, they we're going home to you know, like canopies and. and a jacuzzi and and you know that he's sleeping in the back of yeah. his fucking. Back. Thanks for the so, dance, monkey boy. Yeah, it was like, uh, <laughs> I, I genuinely did feel pretty bad for him. I was like, ah, uh, uh, sorry to to. Well, at least you've got this nice rider. And he, he kind of looked at it and went, "That's the whole steadies. We're just the support." Right. I was like, "Here's fifty dollars. Get yourself a nice drink." <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the weirdest one. Ryan Field, which is where the Northwestern University football team plays, and me and one of my old baseball coaches and his kid went with no tickets uh, as Northwestern was playing Ohio State. And every person working a gate there is about 87 years old. Mm. So they're not a very physically imposing threat. So we just waited for, like, Gil or whatever the hell the guy's (laughs) name was to turn around. And I just walked in behind him really quick. So it was a fun night. It was good. Yeah. Northwestern beat Ohio State. Ended Ohio State's like 33 game unbeaten run and stuff. It was, it was fun. I, uh, I actually have one. Now that there I we think go. Of it. Um, so I, I, my, my wife had, had um, my, my then girlfriend. Now she, she's my ex because she's my wife. She's my ex-girlfriend. Um, we were, when I was doing the um, Melbourne Comedy Festival, she left early because I was going to go on to Hong Kong to um, hang out with uh, friends of mine for like a week because they were on nice. vacation. Because I was like, hey, it's in the neighborhood. That's right. Ten hours worth of flying neighborhood. But it's at least, you know, yeah. a, a, around two or three time zones away. So I had the night to myself and Collingwood were playing Carlton in the AFL, which is like their their old firm rival rivalry. So I went going, oh, you know, stupid, you know, Canadian. I'll just see if they have tickets. And we, uh, I, I got on the train and all of a sudden the train is just filling with like people in black and white striped shirts, which is Collingwood. 
And uh, I just moved my bag to give them more room. And they split aside. It's like, oh, we thought you were getting off. It's like, no, no, no. I'm actually following you guys. I'm hoping to get a ticket. And it's like, oh, hang on just a second. And so then they, this whole family just got into a huddle. Go, right. You're hanging out with the guys. Uh, the women are going to go sit over here. You just show them this badge and don't say a word. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And I get in there. And so we're sitting in the uh, members section, which is like right behind one of the goals. Um, about two thirds way up, there's a bar and a restaurant right behind it. Bathrooms. So you got everything you need right there. And it took until the third quarter and I had to get angry with them and go, let me buy you a goddamn beer. And so I was supposed to do a buddy's, uh, show that night. I was supposed mm -hmm. to open for him. And, uh, I just texted him by the third quarter going, I don't think I'm making it. Cause, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my, I was, my feet were a little heavy after that one. It was, uh, not good. <laughs> it's, but I will tell you this, they do kind of like um, like big rivalries good. There's like this one small bar that's kind of like separate from the, like uh, like across the parking lot from the place. It's like not that big. It's like maybe seats like 500 people. And I was like, okay, thank you guys, everything. And the hand comes down on my shoulder and goes, oh, no, 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 you're not done yet, son. And I went, oh, this <laughs> is when I end up on a tarp in a basement. I see. <laughs> and they took me over to this place, and it was crowded with Carlton and Collingwood fans. And, and they were just, just jibing each other and buying each other beers. Like I literally, I was, I was, you know, you date an Italian, you start using your hands. We were talking and my hands were out like this. And then suddenly, bam, there's a beer in it. I was like, what the fuck? And so I showed up my buddy's show and he's putting the chairs away. And I'm just like, you would not believe the day I had. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, uh, that, see, see midway through that story. I thought big soup. Got <laughs> <laughs> You, you, you know, you know what he could have used after that, David, was a nice bowl of soup. He could have. Let's yeah. take a moment. Let's take yeah. a moment. Um, for, if anyone goes to goes to Toronto or lives in Toronto and you go to Absolute Comedy, which is at Young and Eglinton, right across the street is one of the best restaurant names on the planet. It is a it is a uh, a, a star, the word pho, and then mm. king. <laughs> I star like pho king. <laughs> Um, I'm going to keep, there's a lot, of, these are very good questions, but I do have somewhere to be at the bottom of the hour, even Not though it. I start 10 minutes late. So I think, I think I'm going to keep these for next week. So that's fair. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's, it's summer. It's not like they're timely questions. So no. yeah. Uh, onion headline of the week. Freak actually knows how big an acre is. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, Todd, of course, you can find on Twitter at HeyIt'sTVA. Check out all the stuff at HeyIt'sTVA.com. Thank you, Todd. Pleasure as always. David, of course, on Twitter at IbroxRocks and everything hard in hand. Thank you, everyone. And we'll be back next Tuesday for another one of these. See ya. Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. That was a Heart and Hand production. Yeah.